T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. We were just discussing Jack Edwards and his altercation with Pat Maroon on Wednesday before the Tampa Bay Lightning then went on to beat the Bruins last night. Apparently got a dressing down from Pat Maroon that lasted reportedly 10 minutes because of those, um, I guess you could call them body shaming comments if you want to be very clinical about it. I don't know. I'm trying trying to be sensitive. Disrespectful to actual body shaming. Oh, please respect oh, wow. the actual body shaming. Is that oh, what you're saying? The people that are getting Lame actually hour. shamed. Oh, the actual victims of yes. that. Not yeah, I get NHL it. NHL player. I get it. May or may I not get be it on the other the side, right as weight. I say many times. Right. People say, eat a burger. I do. Buy me one. Here's Jim in Connecticut. He wants to talk about Jack Edwards. Jim, you're on. Yeah, hi, folks. I think your discussion is misdirected. I, I don't have a big problem with Jack Edwards. What I want to know is when, are they, when is Nessie going to hire somebody that knows how to direct coverage of a hockey game <laughs> this, their coverage sucks <laughs> let me tell you something i've been watching i've been watching tv 38 and Nesson for almost 60 years now you have two cameras that have wide angle during the play you never do close-ups when they have a defenseman breaking out of the the defensive zone heading they do a close-up on it what am i supposed to do pull out my cards and rate for technical conduct or artistic interpretation <laughs> Whenever the puck goes down behind the goal line, especially on the right-hand side of the screen, they do that close-up behind there. What do I see? I see somebody's armpit. I see black and white stripes. I may get to see somebody like chasing after a puck that's already out in front of the net going in the goal. This- Thanks, Jim. That's an excellent call. Um, I don't know if Nesson is listening, but you get some pointers there on the direction. Great no rant. issue. No issue with Jack Edwards, though. No. I I'm very not very often left speechless. I did, wouldn't have no idea how to respond to that call. Somebody brought up on social media that we made a sport of mocking Pablo Sandoval about his weight for years around yep. town. We may have mentioned it on the radio. We may have mentioned it in other places where we commented on the idea that getting five years for $95 million and not being able to keep yourself in playable shape and having your belt break when you swing and miss at a curveball isn't exactly becoming of being a professional baseball player. At no point do I think it during the broadcast you would hear Castiglione or would you hear Remy talking about how overweight he was? Mm, a, not so sure, but it, yes, the home broadcaster may not. I'd oh, be he'll gladly pay Tuesday for a cheeseburger today. There's the pitch. <laughs> I, I'd like to hear all the opposing color commentators. I could see absolutely see some sure. other ex-player making fun of Sandoval. I don't know about you, but when I played, they didn't let me get that fat or something. Like, didn't know they made, made the pants in that size. But, 
Oh, so now you have to play to fat shame. Sure. <laughs> All right, let's move on from the fat shame. His belt did explode. Uh, so it, it did. It exploded. Strike two. So he's fat. We did four hours yesterday, roughly yes. four hours, on this expose from the Boston Herald, kind of outlining and detailing everything that went wrong in the Patriots season last year, from the decisions made well before spring started to where it ended up in that Thursday night Bills game, which we didn't even really address, which I think was the boiling point of the season, but we addressed it enough in real time. And we came out of it, I think a lot of us came out of it going, wow, it sounds like everyone with the Patriots really didn't like Joe Judge. Sounds like Joe Judge was a thorn in the side of everybody with the Patriots. And then Albert Breer, he goes on early edition with Trenny on NBC Sports Boston last night. And this is the information he gives us. It seems, based on this article today, I thought, well, there's no <laughs> chance Joe Judge is coming back to the Patriots. Like, they're going to move in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Is he coming back? My understanding is Joe Judge is going to be on the 2023 staff in a Lovely. different role. He's not going to be coaching the quarterbacks, but he does have a role carved out. He'll be making the trip to Las Vegas tomorrow. I think the other supervisory people are going tomorrow. Bill went today, but Billy O'Brien and Gerard Mayo, I believe, will go tomorrow. Matt Patricia's status, I think, is a little bit more up in the air here. I don't think you'll see him in Vegas over the next few days. Can I just ask you, do we know what role Joe Judge will be in? Uh... TBD. I have an idea of where that might shake out, but nothing's final yet. He has an idea of where that might shake out, but it sounds like Breer is very sure that Joe Judge is going to be with this team again next year. Yeah, I thought that became obvious when the Shrine Bowl updated their little headshot list to include Joe Judge in the line of supervisors with Bill Belichick and Gerard Mayo. Um uh, the interesting part is the role to me. What is the role? And Bert sort of tiptoes backwards from, sounds like he thinks he knows what the role is. But when, if it's anything but special teams, I think everybody's going to have a problem with it. What if it's some kind of like offensive advisor, you know, the no. kind of weird gray area roles that they've gotten before? Not this year, but say that Matt Patricia had two years ago. No. Offensive? Yeah. No. Just he no. He just God, cannot why? touch the offense. I'm just why? asking. Yeah, no, I'm just asking I'm was, just asking why anybody would want either of those radioactive isotopes anywhere near the offense. Well, why going do you forward? want him on the staff at all? Because he's he... a special teams expert and he proved he could be successful under Bill coaching special teams. Expert or just like a good enough coach who's also currently Andy, and this is a valid point, I believe. Uh, a, a, a somebody who has been successful ish coaching special teams previously, who is still being paid by somebody else. Yeah, I don't know if that matters as much anymore. I feel like we might be in a brand new era here with the mm. um, press release and the bumping of pay clearly for Mayo. They're sort of paying to keep him. It's clearly, they mm-hmm. paid to get Billy O'Brien. He didn't come here as like a charity case or anything like that. Um, but the bigger issue is, like, was he a buffoon or however you view him now in those quotes and the season, how it all played out on offense? Sure. Coach special teams. It's what you were raised to do. It's the way you worked up. It's the place you were an expert. I'm fine with that. I don't necessarily like him personally, but he proved that he could coach special teams. I will say before reading this whole report, and I think he came off the worst in it, um, unless you're looking at the overall umbrella of Bill Belichick, you know, that yes. he's the root of all this. But the the quotes that were directed at and around him, I thought were the worst. And the anecdotes, and if you listen to some of the stuff that Karen talked to us about yesterday and that Karen and Andrew Callahan have talked about on their own platforms, on Andrew Callahan's own podcast, they held back 
And right. Karen said that to us. There were certain stories that were so specific that they really couldn't put them <laughs> in the piece because it would point directly at the source, which right. is funny, but it's also like, man, I want to grab a drink with you so I can find out yes. what that story is. And then I can just have it in my brain and make sure I never say it on the radio. But maybe I can impart some part of it out there. Yeah, the wheels were definitely spinning when she said that. Yeah, like what could what could it be? Because I'm sure like, you guys... Well, the first one I thought was Bailey Zappi. It was like the young quarterback in the quarterback room and like, oh, well, he's the youngest quarterback in the quarterback room. So you can't – it would be difficult to bring – or, or right. Hoyer would be difficult to put quotes from Hoyer, the injured quarterback well, who's a veteran even, and was watching from afar. Yeah, not even Oops. that. I'm not even talking about specifying the sources. I'm talking about – um you know, them them saying that there were actual stories that they wanted to include of right. like this happened at practice, but because it was maybe an altercation between two people privately on the side, they couldn't put it in there because then it's going to be like, oh, it's that wide receiver right. who definitely talked to them. Yeah, I was just env- envisioning the quarterback room because that's his room. Mm-hmm. There's only three people total in there. So if you say there was a an argument in the quarterback's right. meeting... Well, right away, we know there's only three of them. Right. And maybe something in the story would lead you directly towards, oh, you know that game you play with kids where you put the little heads down? Does it have a hat on? And you put guess the hat who? Down? Guess who? I think you could guess who pretty quickly. The interesting thing I took is, correct me if I'm wrong, if my memory's wrong here, we had the quotes about Bill basically undressing, to use the term from our previous discussion, Joe Judge on the field. Yes. So that is the weird, like, we didn't hear he undressed Matt Patricia. And we know he has a good friendship with Matt Patricia. I think it's interesting that Bill is so, after undressing this guy who did a terrible job, so interested in bringing him back clearly. So, and he was phased out of his responsibilities that right. he seemingly held up until late October. Right. They, the the report details that it, it became apparent to all the players that he was starting to be phased out. What do you think, Fitzy? Yeah, uh, uh, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia returning to the team is uh, almost a bridge too far because I don't see how anyone, considering the way that they were disrespected by players and coaches last year, would make any sense returning unless it's because they're back on a discount. I, it make it doesn't make it. I I just don't see if you're doing the cost benefit analysis of someone else is still paying them or at least paying Judge and he can help on special teams and. Bill does love Patricia's advice and counsel, and he doesn't really have a right-hand man like that on the team. Does it out? Does does that outweigh the fact that you know that they don't command the respect of two-thirds to three-quarters of the returning football team? But don't you think they would command the respect in their areas of expertise? Like they didn't have answers offensively. I no, think, and they if, never should have been put in that position. They like didn't you and even I understand the, the questions. Right, right, but if Joe Judge goes to special teams. Brendan Schooler is going to say, "Why am I? Why is my landmark the um, the right hash on this?" And I bet you Joe Judge will give him twenty minutes on why the right hash is his landmark because that's where he came from. And Versus Brent- like footwork questions last year for Mac Jones, and then Joe no. Judge was just sort of making things up in the fly. It's like, well, I played I played in a better SEC school than you, and I played right. starting quarterback longer. Right. You shouldn't be telling me squat. And that's then- the other thing, Joe Judge. Very dynamic area of the field. It's very- wasn't even a he didn't even really play quarterback. He's a like backup he, at Mississippi yeah. State, which I'm not poo-pooing in comparison to like no, me. There's still only a couple hundred college right. quarterbacks every year, like, Andy. I get it. Like, don't look at me. No, don't just, look at me. I'm just, just saying. Just listen to what I say. People like to say like, oh, he played quarterback. Well, he kind of didn't really. And but I do think now one interesting aspect is also he's going to an area of expertise. Well, two th- two things. Cam Acord is part of the discussion. Everybody wants him gone too. You, you got to have a special teams coach. So you'd either be 
moving judge over there or bringing in a new guy to the family or something. What a novel idea. And we, we, we but really haven't players spoken up to Cam McCord's defense and haven't they said that they like him and don't want to see him kick to the curb or become the scapegoat for the failings of the special teams last season? Yeah, but people also spoke up for Joe Judge over the years. Like I could get Matthew Slater to give you 20 minutes on how great a coach and guy Joe Judge is. And you could you could get sure. Matthew Slater to Do say that. that about anyone. That's, uh, no, <laughs> That's not Antonio Brown. Okay. He was the one guy he was never able to speak positively about. On that note, we're going to continue the discussion about Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, what we can read into with these Shrine Bowl uh, coaching positions on the other side and what we can expect from Bill O'Brien as he comes in as offensive coordinator in terms of his staff. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is WEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Welcome back to WEEI. We are discussing the fallout. I think that a lot of this expected from yesterday's article from the Boston Herald. Uh, and it has not come to fruition. It would be quick if all of a sudden things changed today. But to hear Albert Breer go on NBC Sports Boston on early edition with Trenny and say, yeah, Joe Judge, he's going to be back. Yeah, he's going to have some coaching position on this Is staff. He my understanding is Joe Judge is going to be on the 2023 staff in a Lovely. different role. <laughs> Lovely. This is minutes. where, and Lovely. just reading between the lines of that article, so there's stuff, there's meat that they left on the bone because the meat was too specific and the meat was going to point back at people who acted as anonymous sources. But, like, you have Mac Jones saying, I mean, at least to other people or acting in a way that other people could tell he did not like Joe Judge at all yeah. was the Hello. quote. Hello. Did not like him at all. And you watch back now, like, I don't think that, maybe I'm misreading it. I don't think that Mac Jones was yelling at Matt Patricia, shut the F up. He was probably yelling at Joe Judge, shut the F up on the sidelines. 
I think he probably was more like, I would like to hear more from Matt Patricia in my headset earlier because, once again, we're having penalties and having to call timeouts because you can't get the plays in on time. Yeah, that's that's pure speculation. It is at pure this speculation. And I would like to have thought that at that if that were what were happening, that either Bill and or Matt, who are above Joe Judge, and all we keep hearing about is chain of command, stick to the chain of command, well, that those chain of commanders would have saved Matt from that babble. I mean, Mac from that babbling. Did anyone actually tell someone directly to shut the F up, or are we referencing the Thursday night football affair against Buffalo? Do you where think he, he, said was, th- he was yelling it at the crowd? No, he, Mac at no point did he ever, or at least to my, the best of my knowledge, I never saw Mac on Amazon or a national broadcast tell someone directly to shut the F up. We saw him say, throw the effing ball, yeah. the quick game effing sucks. No, the the second time was, there was a shut the yeah, F up. Yeah, there, there was a video. He, wa- he, 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 he gave he was that waving, little, like, he was waving somebody off, off whatever the play call was. And we perceived yeah. it. And said, shut the saw, F up. We perceived it to be coming through his headset that he was right. referencing whoever that person was who was digitally mm-hmm. connected to him. I don't know who that yeah, was. I, I, whoever he was yelling at, he was yelling at the entire program and system. I mean, who... Who he was specifically yelling at almost kind of doesn't matter because if he's yelling at Patricia, he's probably still angry at Judge. If he's yelling at Judge, he's mad at everybody. What if he's yelling at Bill? He's got balls like that. I take some serious <laughs> stones. I think it matters, but to Jack the Jack Jones' point mouth of- off. We haven't seen him since. <laughs> This is true. Yeah. He spoke up in the all meeting. Suspended. <laughs> oh, well, you did talk back to Bill. Uh. Uh, so this is, I keep referencing this. So we, we actually have the audio. This is from Pat's Interference, which is Andrew Callahan's podcast. And he had Karen Gurian on there yesterday just so they could kind of explain some of their processes and putting together this article and where they see the program going now. And this is what he was talking about in terms of what didn't get into the piece. I can say, and Karen can as well, with 99% certainty, that the 2022 Patriots offense was worse than even we shared and reported. Because, again, kind of behind the scenes of how this process works, as you hear things, as people pass along information, the only reporting you can do is stuff that you can confirm independently from that source. So everything there that's in that story is airtight. It happened. There's no question about it. That is the truth. There are other nuggets, though, or rumblings or things told to us, either confidentially that we couldn't confirm or we're told this can never come to the light of day because that will you know, reveal the source or the area of the department or team that it came from or the locker room. They're not included. But taking those things, if we trust them, the dysfunction went so deep for so long that this was, again, worse than any of us ever knew. I kind of like that. It was worse than they knew in mm-hmm. real time. It's actually worse than it was that how they portrayed it in the article because there's certain things that they had to keep out. Little iceberg, little iceberg. There's still a lot of ice under. But how could it be worse than? I love Coach Belichick, but he effed us. But uh, outward insurrections oh, that could have so been many tamped ways down. It, I, Andy and. Fitzy, I'm sure that you guys have both heard rumors or rumblings about certain things that happened this season. Sure. That, that I were was told to sit on things a while and, ago. Sure. Yeah, that were mismanaged sure. or you can't really say this out there. Like they, the, And they're not in this piece. Right, but it not was to awful. Say those we things, knew it was awful. Yeah. It was awful. Like, what's worse than awful? Terrible? Really bad? Super awful. Super awful. Like, it was awful. He was taking, they were taking a knife to a gunfight to steal the old phrase. Like, they were not prepared to take an a NFL knife. Field. They took an Atari joystick to a gunfight. <laughs> this is weird. This guy's shooting me, and I'm pressing the red button, and he's not dying. <laughs> it's not funny how it's not working. 
Yeah, no, it was it was really bad. And I, I appreciate the clarity that these quotes have brought to it and the personal nature that I think they brought to it because I think that is important here. Like, there was some personal stuff going on. This wasn't just, uh, our playbook stinks. Uh, we don't have answers. Like, as I, I'll say it again. Tom Jackson was just 20-something years too early. They hated their coach. And I'm not mm. talking about Bill Belichick. They, they hated their individual coaches, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, for good reason. This wasn't flippantly back in 2001, this was, or 2002. This was like now, here, reasonable assertions for professional athletes, in my opinion. I think the powder keg was lit way back in the spring during organized team activities when they asked what the defensive responses would be to some of these new play calls that were being integrated into this refashioned, reconfigured, and... Uh, streamlined playbook and they didn't have an answer for it and that's immediately when players complained found the dms they wanted to slide into and let people know about how dysfunctional things were so even before you and giardi and curran and perry and all andy got to find out exactly how bad this offense looked how how slap blanket looked back in july and august they were they were lighting signal flares by the side of the road in may like help Help, there's people here that don't know how to call an offense. We're screwed. We're doomed. You know what? They hate their coach. (laughs) Thanks, Tom. You know what most bothered me about that? And I agree with you, Fitzy. You know what most bothered me? That was the root of the supposed um, sanity of this plan. So I'm asking Matt Patricia, when he installs something, well, what do I do if the defense does this? Mm -hmm. I'm asking a defensive coordinator. So... Reverse engineering, as you say, Fitzy. When you were a defensive coordinator, Matt, you should have known a couple things. Mm -hmm. What you thought the offense might do when you did what you do as a defensive player in this situation. What you didn't want them to do because it would actually put you as now in a a defense in a bad situation. So how did he not have those answers? Like that doesn't, that, that bothers me. That he didn't have those, that breadth of knowledge from his defensive background. What Mac kept telling us, why did he not have it? And I, I think it goes back to what I do credit this piece very much for because it is a lot of what we knew as it was happening. And we're trying to call as it was happening. And you guys who are down there every day were telling us every day, this is how it looks. Mm. This is how it's happening for months, even before we got to week one game day. And but th- I think it was incredibly important how they framed it from the top that everybody was trying. Like everybody came out trying to win. It's not like it was a sabotage situation or something right. or that they were doing something out of spite. Like well, they were trying to ruin Mac or Colin Cowherd thinks it was. A- yeah. Well, that's Colin- crazy. Yeah. But, hey. but then it, but it's then not crazy. It's sports. The relationships it's, it's- broke down because of the incompetence and you just lose patience. You lose Should patience it- when constantly on the other side, someone's saying, don't even ask me the question because I know better than you. Okay. And you go, well, I don't know. So can you explain it to me? And the other person goes, no, worry about it when you need to. We'll because they don't it. have the answer. Right. But, why yeah, but shouldn't the every play have been designed? If you're reverse engineering a playbook, having been a defensive coordinator for years, a high leverage defensive coordinator, no less, shouldn't every play have been designed? Here's how a defense responds. I know all the weak spots. I know yes. how to get around the firewall. That's exactly how they were designed. 
Right. Or they should have been designed, yeah. which is what makes the offense this past year so friggin' infuriating is because there was none of that intuitiveness in it. And, none. And then it gets back to the higher level. So we blame Bill for the decision to put these guys in place. Absolutely. That was the that was the decision that just sent this all amok. But why wasn't Bill able to fill in anywhere? When it started to go off the rails early in OTAs and questions are being asked and answers are answers are not being received. Where was Bill? Because all I've heard, and I've actually said this for years, is Bill can coach any position on the field. Bill knows football inside mm-hmm. and out. Bill knows offense, defense, and special teams. Where was Bill to fill in the gaps here? So it's interesting that you bring that up because it brings me back to training camp when there was that uh, joint practices and there was a couple of series in the red zone where Bill was calling plays. Yep. And we all went, oh, my God, Bill's going to be the play caller. This is amazing. He's going to be out there with his sheet. Well, we never saw that. But, again, Albert Breer was on uh, on early edition with Trenny last night, and this is what he had to say about that. I think Belichick feels responsible for a lot of what happened on offense. And I do think that – there was more involvement. Belichick had more involvement in play calling than anybody knows on the headsets, on game day. And so, like, I, I think that there is a feeling that Matt Patricia is taking a bullet here and has taken a bullet for a lot of stuff that there were multiple people involved with. And so I, I think on Bill's part, there is at least a little bit of an effort to do right by Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, who we put in a very difficult position in 2022. So Bill was way more involved in the offense than it appears to anyone else. And now Matt Patricia is the biggest human meat shield for Bill still at this point because everyone's going, God, that must be the worst offensive coordinator in Patriots history. Meanwhile, Bill was also in the headset. Does it make you wonder, though, is that was there some point during all of this where Belichick thought, how much how much better will I look? How much how awesome would this be if I'm able to just while using my buddies and being involved in the offense? How great would this be if not only am I considered one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of the NFL? You know what? I'll do the offense as well. Like that, that he all like like that his the hubris, the arrogance, whatever you his belief in himself, the the excessive confidence. Do you think there was a point where he thought, you know what? This would be pretty great if I could do this. Sure, absolutely. I think there was something there. Massive failure. That's such a titanic f up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It failed miserably. I and that's where I get back to. I liked and you said this, Mego. The Herald paints the picture. Everybody was trying. This wasn't intentional. Like everybody was in good faith going into this operation. I would include Bill. I think he believes a good coach is a good coach, and they have a lot of football knowledge, and they've seen a lot of blah. And we we cross train our coaches here, and all that crap we've been fed for years. And I just added to it, Bill can coach any position. Worst case scenario, I'll really hold these guys' hands and really will make this work. It didn't work. And I don't know when. There had to have been a moment when Bill said, OF. <laughs> like, this is not going to work. What have I done? I don't know when that was. It, August? It sounds like maybe it started after the Ravens game. Should have started way before that. Yeah, it should have started in August at some point, in my opinion. <laughs> Early August would have been the right time. Because he was at all those training camps over the years, and he saw the only comp to this was Tim Tebow, and that wasn't a scheme thing. That was a him thing, and that this was being compared to that. Bill should have should have seen, but he had to have Fitzy come to the realization. Mm-hmm. I have a God complex, but I'm not actually God. I'm not and actually this is, God. Yeah, this is beyond my power now. I, I, and, we've gone too far. And now we have the ultimate tell. We don't have to wait years from now for the book by... 
you know, Seth, Seth Wickersham. Wickersham or somebody else <laughs> telling us how dysfunctional this entire ex- this entire season was. But still, I'm going to sit patiently awaiting for an update so somebody can explain to me why the offense for a brief 11 and a half quarters actually looked at 12 quarters, we'll say total, why the offense looked functional, why they actually did look like what Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick wanted it to look like, and why that worked and happened to under center with a different quarterback. No one still has been able to sort of like figure that out. No one has solved that Rubik's Cube yet because when Bailey Zappi was in there, things moved. Things were fluid. They looked competent and functional, and then all of a sudden it stopped. Well, one of them was against Why? a terrible defense. I was, gonna say, I was waiting like, to see if you were going to say You had that. a terrible defense in one of them. Now, there was also the idea. In the Detroit game, yes, and that wouldn't even be the game I'm pointing to. The Cleveland game far outweighs that, and they actually looked good the second they put him in against Green Bay, and Green Bay's defense was good-ish. Ish. That's a stro- solid ish. I know they were overrated on the whole. There's a lot of ishing going on on the show today, and I'm not sure that I like it. Well, I like ish. It, it's a it's a way to kind of cover like your bases. You, you say something, won, you won but you ish, ish it. You, and they you, were good ish. Yeah, you okay, Green Bay's defense was very average? middle of the pack. However, yeah. against uh-huh. middle of the pack, well done. Nice, I like it. Good job. Let's go to the phone. So good, he doesn't even know he does it. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. That's your number, Allison in Cambridge. Allison, you're on. Hi, Hi guys. Um, first of all, I want to know what happened between when the article was published yesterday and and th- where Joe Judge was not supposed to be going to the Shrine Ball and, and now apparently the Shrine Game and now apparently he is. The other thing is that Bill Belichick is such an insult to Josh and to Dante what he did because it's totally disrespecting their coaching to think that you could just put in somebody who'd never done it before and to give them both the positions. But I have to get to something that brought up yesterday. Yesterday, Mago, we, you, you brought up the shrillness of women's voice on the radio. I have an article which you have to read. It's not random. That there's, it's the way the technology evolved and that even now the data compression algorithms and Bluetooth speakers still benefit men's voices by being lower. And it, it was a choice of how to do things based hmm. on a lot of terrible normal biases. And I really recommend this article. It's titled A Century of Quote-Unquote Shrill, How Bias and Technology Has Hurt Women's Voices by Tina Talon. Thank you, Allison. Okay, you get it? It's not my fault that I sound this way. It's the bias uh, technology. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you sound yeah. that way when we're it's, not on the air too. In my don't ear, tell them that. It's all it's sign it's big Sennheiser and Shure and all the audio it's companies the trying to keep the woman the down. It's the man keeping the woman down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Why does man. she sound like a twelve-year-old? This big is audio. some. Sh- I don't want to lose in our little fun here with your voice. Yes, the Dante piece. Well, two pieces. Great Daniels call by piece. Allison. I, this is one of the first things I, I said. If I were Josh McDaniels or Dante Scarnecchia or any of these career expert coaches, I could not be more offended with what Bill Belichick did in the spring. It was utterly disrespectful to just put these guys in positions they'd never practiced for, never prepared for, and expect them to be even a good enough... Competent. Yeah, a mm-hmm. comparison to what they had before. Allison's point about Joe Judge is really good. Patriots don't put out anything, and nobody involved with the Patriots puts out anything that doesn't run through Bears Nigerian's eyes and the organizational eyes. So why was Joe Judge not included in the Shrine Bowl list of coaches and supervisors and headshot list one day, and then a day later, he pops up on it? Great call, Allison. I'll let Fitzy answer. Had they not made up their mind yet? Had they decided, yeah, you, you'll let me answer. Sure, I'll just leave that. I'll just leave that baited trap Expert. here for Fitzy. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. 
Like, yeah. okay, give me, there, give me it's, possibilities. It's a, it's a complete mystery. It's a, why why one day are we hearing Matt Patricia may very well be sent packing with his bindle over shoulder down the railroad tracks of life, and next day it's like, well, now he'll probably find a place in the organization. What's a bindle? That is a uh, stick with the rag atop that you tie where you like throw a couple of your possessions on top. I took that from the context. That's what we do. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't, you know. It's like the I, guy on top of the train in uh, the Polar Express. Let's take another call real quick. This is Joe in New Hampshire. Joe, you're Super. on. What's a bindle? Hi, I wanted to talk about Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Sure. Uh, I have a question. How many quality wins does Mac Jones actually have in two years? I have Seven. one. Against the Titans last year. That's it. Uh, One actually, quality win. Um, they ca- beat the uh, Buffalo Bills, but he threw the ball like three times. Well, in that quality win, sir, uh, he was actually facing none of their starting receivers, none of their starting running backs, and a defense that I think had five substitute starters. So technically it's a quality win because they came in with a winning record, and yeah, they did get the dub but it's not exactly like they faced anything resembling the Tennessee Titans at full strength. And that was the case also in a number of the wins last year. Cleveland. When they they clobbered Cleveland, when they went down to Atlanta, they faced compromised or injury-riddled teams so frequently over the seven-game stretch that it duped many people, myself included, the Foxborough fanboy, or as Andy likes to call me, the Foxborough fraud. It duped a lot (laughs) of us into a false sense of postseason security or achievement. But... can I can I flip the script a little? And I don't know what we're using for quality win or whatever, but he could have. This is where Mego's going to scream at me again, like she did in the first segment. Did they not have a quality win against the Colts because of Mac Jones, or did Dante Hightower and Devin McCourty allow Jonathan Taylor to end the game? You know Why what would I mean? I like, yell at you for that. But who? Hold on, Andy. See, no, they were put in that position by complete. Team-wide failure. Mac Jones threw two stupid picks. There was also a blocked punt. Everybody contributed to that loss. Right. That was exactly who we, like, that's who we didn't think they were to try to pull a different version of Denny Green in that game last year. The the pick in the red zone to now known as Shaq, then Darius Leonard, terrible. The pick on the outside flat, uh, on the pe- pass to the outside flat, terrible read, but he's a rookie. It's okay. And the blocked punt, completely unforgivable. Right, so you can't just blame it on the Jonathan Taylor. It's not all. McCourty but if they make that tackle, ball. they're in position to potential. Like and Jets wins. You beat the Jets when they were ahead of you in the standings. Are those not quality wins? Even though Zach Wilson gave it to you and you needed a punt return. I just I think you can parse quality wins. He doesn't have a ton of quality wins. It's also like, a subjective phrase, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like what I think is a quality win might not be what you consider a quality win. So and there you go. If you yeah, lose, not, there's no baseball term for quality win. But like Excuse if you me, no football term. If you lose to Sam Ellinger, for example, it's a horrific loss. Loss, but it's not a quality win, but you took care of business. Like, he's only had the opportunity to have a also, couple. Also, none of these phrases really mean anything. It's just what you think. So that's what I mean right. by subjective. Okay. But so we're going to say that he was 30 minutes away from making the postseason twice in his first two seasons in the NFL without ever doing a good thing on the football field? Is that how we're spinning this? Is that the tone of that question? We got a break. Mac apologist is coming out now. I do want to shout out the text line 201 who says, tell Mego to deepen that voice. The dogs in the dog bark are going crazy. It's it's not her fault. It's the the hundred years of speaker. I have a bias. I have a biased microphone. Okay. Mm -hmm. On the other side, um, are we canceling pens? I see something on the internet that is there's some hate for pens out there. This does relate back to the NFL, I promise. We will be right back. We're right back to WEI.
some people in media, they kind of like try to put on these contrived personalities, you know, try to like amp themselves up to be like, ooh, I'm so different. Look at me. I'm so quirky. Do you have an example? No, I'm not going to call someone out. Oh, why? Because it's mean. But then sometimes people will reveal themselves as being an extreme weirdo. I'm only mean to people I love in jest. Oh, I feel great then. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be mean to you if I actually liked you. I mean, if I actually didn't like you, because I would just... As much I know as, you would take it poorly because you'd much be like, as I'd she like doesn't to, like me. I only make fun of people I, I like. If I don't exactly. make fun of you, it means I have no interest in I'm you. I'm excited to see how this connects to pens. Okay. Me so too. So in that vein. <laughs> where is this going? Can I finish it? You hate or you guys, Do you guys just want to talk? Wow. Do you want to just do it? No, because I don't know where you're going with this. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Can I finish it? <laughs> I hope so. So... Some people try to, like, build up this, I'm so different, I'm so quirky, I'm so weird. And then some people in media, like, try to start a bit, and they reveal how weird they actually are. How, like, strange and just, I, in my opinion, on another planet they are. And I'm talking about Ian Rappaport. Because he was on NFL Media. We're not allowed to say NFL Network anymore. Now they want to be media for some reason. He was on NFL Media, and he was talking about this little picture that's going around social media. And it's about all these different pens lined up. Mm -hmm. And what kind of pen is your favorite? Is it a gel pen? Is it a ballpoint pen? Is it like a Sharpie, like a really thin Sharpie kind of marker pen somewhere in between? And this was his take on this. There's a thing going around the internet where... Someone posts a picture of all these different pens and you're supposed to pick one and it will probably say something about you like which pen is the best. They're all bad. Who writes with pens? I don't understand this. We have a phone. There's a little notes app. If you need to take notes, you just take notes into your phone. Who's like writing things out with like their handwriting and like, what are we doing? Nobody uses pens. Okay. So A, we all use pens other than you. Exactly. Thank you, Mike and Mark. And I'm psychotic with mine. I need it's to weird. have like the specific one. And if you borrow it and you don't give it back, I have like real anxiety around it. So Mike, I'll let you go now. Just type it. Yeah, I'm also old. That's why <laughs> I, I do that thing. What? Mm. I do that thing meaning using pens? Use a pen. Yeah, I don't think it's an old thing personally, but I'm old. So I would probably say that. Like what? Have a favorite pen? Well, Honestly, I don't have. A, I don't give a rat's ass what. Okay, that's pen it weird. Is. For someone I, who's spent some I hate. a long time as a writer reporter, how do you not have like a certain like I could never go be on the scene somewhere. I mean, I could, but I would be angry writing with a ballpoint pen because it just the effort like and it always runs out and it kind of like runs dry well, you and have everything. To have two. Why, why, Alan, why would I have two when I can have one good pen? The great Alan, because any pen can run out, and the great Alan Greenberg. You need a pen that out. dries quickly and writes smooth and easy. You don't have to press down on the paper. I just need something that writes. But I would not want to go into a situation <laughs> where I'm typing into a notes app. Nope. Because then it looks like I'm playing on my phone. And like, do you, are you guys not list people at all? Like, you don't do things around the house. Like, oh, the BJ's list. I got to go to BJ's later. Milk, eggs, water. Yeah. Yeah, but doesn't that end up like, don't you just end up sharing like a to-do, like using a to-do list app or like you no. sharing a note Whoa, from one to another? that's elaborate. Is that nope. what you do in your house? No, I just yes, take a piece of paper and I go, I, yeah, anybody yes, else te- put it on I, the BJ's list? Do you know what I, yeah, I, like, I challenge myself to remember it. I, I, te- I never I, make a, a list. 
we use an app that you can like stack listen and then I'll just like send that over to her just because what happens is you end up like you can never find the right kind of pen you can never find the small enough piece of paper you lose the paper then you don't know what you needed next thing you know you didn't buy milk or you forgot to buy this it just make it just makes it easier and as far as pens go I've always loved the ballpoint pen the problem is uh, that's I, psychotic I, you're gonna lick I can't, it no I well no that I can't use the gel stick ones or the ones that have the fine point marker because I apply too much pressure on it when I write because I have kind of a heavy hand. Insert your own joke here, Andy. Um, But the ballpoint pens explode in your pocket, so (laughs) it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. I actually prefer the uh, clickable ballpoint pen for that Mm. reason because it puts the tip away because, (laughs) all right, grow up. Because you lose the cap if you have the cap uh, the, on the capped pens or the little thing that hooks it to the paper snaps off and then the cap comes off. So I like the clickable. But I'll take any pen any pen in a storm I'll, if I need to write. And I always have my reporter's notebooks around, and that's what I yeah. do all my lists on. I'm, a, yeah. I'm anal about the reporter's notebooks. I start Why? from one end, do like a couple Belichick press conferences, a couple locker rooms with it, and then when I start to get too far in, I flip it over and go to the fresh and come in from the backside. And then when I've gone halfway in from the backside, there's a little bit left. I hope you're saving all of this, Ryan. We're going to cut this up, splice it for later. It's going to be beautiful. And then whatever's left in the middle, I rip the the used stuff out, and those become my household BJ's list or to-do list pads. (laughs) Tell me, Megan. What? Wrong, are you laughing at BJ's list? I'm of laughing at everything you just said about coming in. Andy, say Costco. Andy, say bulk store shopping list. Bulk store shopping. <laughs> no, I, but I do. I'm a list person because I'll have lists of what I need to do. Oh, I need to write a column this morning. Fitzy mm-hmm. and I at 10 are going to record six rings. Then I got to do this. Like, I, I would, to me, it would be lost in my notes app because it just closes. Mm-hmm. If I see it on the counter, it's right there on my that's desk. That's how I am with my calendar. I have to have a physical calendar that I can write things on because then when I am do, like getting my morning process going, I can look at the calendar and say, that's what I have tomorrow. Yeah. I need to be ready for that tomorrow. But if I put it in my phone calendar, I will just dismiss that. I will never look at it again. Right. I need two the calendars, two to-do lists for everything every day. Redund- redundancy is king and the key to all that, all those levels of success. Yeah, I like- You guys don't like... Don't you keep, don't you do like a physical to do list sometimes as well as one on your phone just just to have a backup occasionally on the phone and that's generally if it's a longer term thing like Christmas lists when I need to oh what I got to get my wife what I got to get my kids whatever whatever that goes in a notes app because then it's building over the month of November into December real quick back to rap sheet do you <laughs> did you did you try to tie this to rap sheet because this was sort of a way not not like rap sheet being quirky but like hey I want to seem like I'm hip. Hey kids, tuck a tuck. I can do the Macarena. Like, was this rap sheet trying to seem weird. like he was in on something cool? I thought it was cool? very strange that rap sheet is trying to cancel pens. Like, who uses pens anymore? I believe him though. And then it was equally weird that Giardi was the last one to talk, who had a little bit of a Mac Jones moment of like music. It's a cool thing that we all listen to. Where he was like, pens. Oh. I also use that. Love you, love you, Giardi. Say that Hyphen. with love. Yeah, I'm also old. That's why I, I do that thing. I do that thing using pens. So. Whoever you, the second one was that was like, if you, if I lend you a pen and you don't give back that G2 whatever pen, you're dead to me. Mm, I'm I like, have like that's, real anxiety around it. So, Mike, I'll let you go. That's, that's psychotic, serial killer. too. That's, that's Brian Barrett. Everybody on this panel except for Mike Giardi is a psycho about this. See, But I do believe, crapsheet, that he doesn't use pens, that he's a full phone guy, that he's a notes guy. I fully believe that. That fits with the rest of the character. 
Anyway, this has been Pen Corner. When we come back. But it is a big deal. It's been all over the internet. People have been posting about it like they care. Oh, Andy, you don't have to be such a bick about it. Oh, boy. On the other side. (laughs) Terrible. What can we take away from some of the recent moves? Some of the information that we're getting out, that we're getting about Bill O'Brien being able to hire his own staff, bring in some of his own staff here. What does that say? about how Bill Belichick is adjusting his approach after the way this season went. We'll hit that on the other side. I start from one end, do like a couple Belichick press conferences, a couple locker rooms with it, and then when I start to get too far in, I flip it over and go to the fresh and come in from the backside. And then when I've gone halfway in from the backside, there's a little bit left. I hope you're saving all of this, Ryan. We're going to cut this up, splice it for later. It's going to be beautiful. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.